Today's episode is brought to you by the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. To learn more, visit usbank.com slash altitude go. One of the challenges of traveling is managing your money. If you're tired of getting crushed by bank fees and exchange rates, you need to check out wise.com. I have been a customer for over 10 years. This is the easiest way to connect all of your finances internationally. It's been essential for me first as a traveler, then later as a digital nomad and an expat living abroad, running a business from around the world. You get one account, which allows you to send, spend, and convert money internationally, all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. You can join 16 million customers, learn how the Wise account can work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash travel. That's wise.com slash travel. Thank you to Wise for supporting today's show. This episode of Zero to Travel is brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at nissanusa.com. I've got a special treat for you today. One of my favorite types of episodes to record. This is part of the Transition to Travel series where I talk to somebody, in this case a couple, before their trip, usually after they've made some big changes in their life in order to set themselves up to travel long-term or full-time. And then I wait (laughs) months, sometimes years. In this case, we waited about seven or eight months. They went on their extended trip to South America And they came back and we recorded a show. And I put both of those segments in one show. So you really get an audio snapshot showing you the impact that travel can have on somebody's life. And you're going to hear how Tyler radically changed his life in order to set himself up to travel and talk about what they did when they came back. Oftentimes, that's a big worry for a lot of people. What if I go on an extended trip? I don't know what I'm going to do when I come back. We talk about how they managed that process and some of the appreciation they got for some of the things they already had going on when they got that fresh perspective for leaving. There's a lot going on in this conversation. I know you're going to dig it. So shall we get to it? Grab your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, recline. Thanks for being here and welcome to the Zero to Travel podcast, my friend. You're listening to the Zero to Travel podcast, where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams. And now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Hey there, it's Jason with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks so much for hanging out, letting me bring a little travel into your ears today. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. And if you dig today's show, as I mentioned at the top, it's a special one recorded over a period of several months. Uh, a before and after snapshot of uh, a couple's journey before they took their trip and after they took an extended trip and how it changed them. And these shows are really powerful. And if you like this one, don't be afraid to dig into the archives. You can just go to zerototravel.com and search Transition to Travel and you'll be able to find some other shows like this. And I have more coming as well. So these are some of the more popular shows and I always do my best to try to record these over time, but they do take a lot of time and I'm always proud of uh, of these because 
it's a multi-month or sometimes multi-year investment to get these shows out to you. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed chatting with this couple today, Jordan and Tyler. And on the back end of this conversation, I want to talk a little bit about doing something radical. Rad, man. That's an old skater term from uh, from back in the day. It's super rad. But um, I'm talking about making some radical changes in your life to accommodate travel. And I think after you hear what Tyler did, you are going to know what I'm talking about. And, and we can revisit that a little bit on the back end of this show after the interview. So stick around for that. I should let you know this was recorded pre-COVID, so none of this took place during the pandemic. I just want to make a note of that. Let me take you into this interview with Tyler and Jordan. Remember, we're doing some time traveling here. First part of this is before their trip, and the second part you'll hear, the second segment, is a chat with them a few months after their trip. And We smushed it into one episode, so you can really see what travel can do for you and what travel did for this one couple. So please enjoy my conversation with them and stick around. I'll see you on the other side. We'll talk about radical life changes, how that can help you travel. And I'll also give a shout out to somebody in this community. So stick around for that. Please enjoy the interview and I will see you on the other side, my friend. Hey, what's up? Well, you're all you're all professional. How's it? Am I? <laughs> you got the mic. How's it going? We're just waking up, so it's good. <laughs> I like how you guys are doing this from bed. This is the first interview I've ever done from. Well, I I guess I've probably done interviews in bed. Well, we can't get we can't get up because of them. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's hard to get out of bed with them. <laughs> I'm actually recording right now, so this is this is happening. Oh, cool. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're good. Good. I feel like you guys can be the modern day uh, John Lennon and Yoko, right? The, the, <laughs> the, the hair piece thing. The hair. <laughs> it doesn't normally look like this. It's just all messed up. <laughs> so I'm talking to... Well, you guys introduce yourselves really quickly. All right. I'm Tyler. and I'm Jordan. Hi, Jordan. I've, uh, Hello. T- Tyler and I have been trying to do this call forever, so it's a pleasure to uh, get to chat with you guys. So... Where are you right now? Uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. And you're leaving for a trip in January, correct? Yeah, January 9th. 1919. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, man. I mean, there were a lot of reasons why I wanted to talk to you because when you sent me this email a while back and you talked about all the changes you made to prioritize travel, which is really the key, right? Like making travel a priority and then kind of redesigning your life around that. They were so extreme in many ways. And I know not everybody's going to go to this extreme that you have, but I think your story really illustrates a lot of points. So like people that are listening to this can start thinking how they can prioritize travel and what they can do around their lives outside of the trip to sort of make sure they save enough money and plan for that and everything like that. So, And I haven't revealed what exactly you've done yet because that's why I wanted to talk to you guys so we could hear it from you in person. Let's talk about living in Atlanta because you said you were you were there for about two years after finishing school and you said you kind of had the, you had the typical job 
commute thing? To, to so I originally lived in Michigan, and when I finished college there, I moved down to Atlanta. Like I moved to the city thinking, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go live down in the big city, get a job and all that. Were you from Michigan? Yeah, originally. Okay, what part? Uh, Like the eastern side of Michigan. I thought you were going to hold your hand. Down. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, because you I do every time, like right here. There you go. Yeah, everybody from every Michigander <laughs> knows it's the right hand, right? And then you... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, and then if you want to add... I'm trying to make it look right on the camera, and then you can do the thing. Yeah, yeah you got yeah, I'm glad you knew that. No one ever knows the top part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lo- I'm One of the best road trips I ever took was through the UP. Oh, really? Yeah. Upper Peninsula. <laughs> My brother used yeah. to... Yeah. So, okay, so you're out of school, and you're like, hey, I'm going to move to Atlanta. This is going to be dope. I'm going to get this job and live my life in Atlanta. Yeah. And then, I, um, so I was, I worked in health insurance and I was working in like a nice, easy <laughs> office job and all that. But every day I swear, I just felt like I was dying inside each day. Cause like ever since I, um, was in college, I knew I wanted to travel more, like go explore more, but I never like did it at all. Yeah. So when I finished school and moved down, I was just like going through the repetition every day of like driving an hour commute to work. I only live like twelve minutes or twelve miles away from where I lived, but the traffic's so bad in in Atlanta that it's just like oh a grind. So if you're thinking about moving to Atlanta, don't do that just because the traffic's horrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was doing that. Um, I was doing great at my job. I loved all the people I worked with. Um, the job was just soul sucking in a way, health insurance. But um, I was making pretty decent money, like kicking off the career I it was like I already got promoted a couple times and I was moving up to my next like position I was trying to hope for which would have been doing a lot better for myself but I just couldn't like the idea of like just being in that office every day for nine hours a day sitting there was I mean I would tell her all the time that I was just going crazy so then like we met a year well, when ago did, I mean when did that start though because was it like Month two, you were thinking, oh, this job is, I don't know how long oh, I'm no, last like, year. I, I did that for about a year. Like I, the whole city thing was new being there. And then like the first year went by kind of, kind of all right. But right. it was it's like still, being in a new place, having fun and getting settled. Yeah. In and, yeah. You know. Just being like that all being new was cool at first. But then, it, I mean, after about a year there, it like started becoming just like unbearable. Right. And the last year of it was just the roughest. So what happened though was... Uh, I met her in... Uh, She's so, smiling uh, big. <laughs> yeah, I met her up here. So I started come up, coming up here a lot. And then I started listening to your podcast a lot. That's when I found that. Because I was just like, I don't know. I Like I needed a change, but I didn't know what the change was going to be, what I needed to do at all. And then when I started listening to uh, Zero to Travel, like, I don't know, the conversations you'd have with people, the things that got talked about. I remember the first one that I listened to was like, you and some girl... It, um, she had been traveling for like a year and she just talked about like the changes she had made in the questions you like the questions you were asking were like oh well, like what did you have to do like to make that a priority in your life and like just like that feeling of needing to do it and I was just like god this is resonating bad like why am I just sitting here <laughs> every day like thinking about doing it so I just started putting the like the motions in track and I uh, um, oh well I forgot what Man, this was Utah too. We went to Utah for a week and lived out of a car the whole time. We just stayed like we're in our car. And that kind of, when we got back, we were both like on this huge kick of like, oh my, like that was awesome. Not being home, like just out doing stuff. 
our roommates just woke up. <laughs> but um, oh, I thought you were raising your hand, Jordan. Like, no, nah. <laughs> it's my turn. I was gonna ask you yeah. where where you guys met. You can take this one. <laughs> well, we met here. It was like a typical guy walks into a bar type thing. <laughs> I was bartending, and as soon as he walked in, and we just like hit it off and started talking about music and life. And I forgot everybody was else was there on a Friday night. So, so uh, yeah, we met there. And um, it was pretty instant for us. Uh, and so we did the traveling back and forth thing. I would go there some weekends. He would come here. And then we couldn't take it anymore. And so I was like, you have to come to Asheville. I will not go to Atlanta. <laughs> so he lives here with me. My dog is my roommate. Nice. Awesome. Our teeny tiny house. <laughs> cool. Just waiting for travel. Right. So, okay. So... But yeah, we haven't got to the drastic transition yet. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I mean, we're building up to it because this is part of it too. Because I think for some people, there's such a spectrum, right? It's some people, they're just, they just all of a sudden, they're like, hey, I know I can't do this job long term. I want to travel. And some people are just, hey, I'm just going to quit and fly by the seat of my pants. Other people are more strategic about it and kind of, uh, you know, take their time and, and, and sort of also maybe a little confused, like, do I really want this? Is this like, it's hard to make big changes like this, I think sometimes. So let's talk about the changes you made. And, and then I would like to hear if they were hard for you and, and what parts of it were, because it's, it's just good to share openly share some of the struggles. So after the first year, was there a point where I mean, you guys met and everything, but then were there a point where you maybe you were thinking about travel, but then you sort of a hundred percent committed either in your mind or told people about it. How did that work? Yeah. So like I made a decision to, um, cause I originally, what happened was I moved out of my apartment at first. And so I'll start like this past year. Um, in I think March, March. my lease ended on my old apartment and I was paying like, you know, around a thousand dollars a month to be there. And I was basically sucking up all my income at the time. And I had my car that I had just bought recently too. So it was like my two big expenses. So I knew I needed to get rid of like something if I was going to do anything to, to either move up here and save money or like start doing anything. So I, I got out of that apartment and moved into a bedroom of my friend's place um, for a month. And when I did that, I basically cut everything down that I had from the apartment to fit into one pretty much small bedroom maybe a, like I don't know, a 15 foot by 20 foot bedroom if that so everything I had in an apartment got condensed down into a room did that for about a month and a half and then we went to Utah during that time and when like that was the start of transitioning into knowing I was like changing everything but when we got back from Utah it, it was a few weeks from there where it was like okay I like I'm really gonna make this happen now and I was like telling her that like you know like I'm dedicating everything to this like I know like, I want to make these changes, make it happen. I then, okay, so I made that choice and I moved everything I had at that point. Well, I guess I got rid of a lot of stuff. I, I cut down everything I could because I wanted the expensive below, and then storage is, is expensive in Atlanta. So I got, I think, I mean, what what did that have to be? Like a four by five storage unit? You said like four by three size. in the email. Yeah, four by, it was the size of a closet. Like, there's like basically no room. <laughs> there's, a, I think it was a four by three by eight or something like that. So I moved whatever I could or thought I was going to keep into that storage unit and then moved into my car, which is a just a little four-door Saab. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where I made the decision. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to live out of my car. I had a gym membership, and that was right right next to where my uh, 
where I work. And you were still so, working at the regular job, so yeah, it, it's a professional then, environment, and you're you're rolling in out of your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a, a couple of the people I worked with knew. A lot of other people didn't. But the, I mean, everyone supported me. I, I still love everyone there. I, there's a lot of great people. I was out like it. Um, not a lot of people my age that worked there, which is funny. There's a lot of like uh, probably uh, 35 and older crowd, if not older than that. So they are, a lot of them thought it was crazy. I moved in my car and were all worried about me. Um, <laughs> it was funny because every day I get asked, so are you, are you, did you find a place? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm, I'm choosing to do this. <laughs> so how long did you live out of your car working at that job? Uh, about three months. Okay. And then you had no rent. And then you... Yeah. You moved to Asheville, and mm -hmm. you said you you picked up a second job bartending, or was that so? So, so I, I I picked up the bartending job while I was in Atlanta. So okay, so you started so I was, you started living in your car, and you picked up a second job. Yeah, to, yeah. To, so I had like less time, so I wouldn't be stuck in my car as much. So my day, like my, my daily routine, became getting up at about four fifty five a.m. and I go to the gym, workout, shower. Go to my job from uh, eight to, God, was it like eight, eight to five, five. eight to four thirty, one of those times. Then leave there, go to the bar, get to the bar by five, five thirty, work till 12, 12 to one a.m. ish, and then go to my car, find a hotel parking lot, sleep, and do it over again. And I mean, you must have been pretty tired, but were you keeping motivated by the? The trip had you set a date at some point? Was that the the motivation? Yeah, so, on the, like on the down days, so, what did you do to motivate yourself? Yeah, so we hadn't even planned the trip yet. We just knew we wanted to make something happen. So the whole point was like for me to, to first get out of Atlanta so we could start everything going here. And basically, the day I moved up here was the day that we bought our tickets and decided um, where we were going and all that. So we didn't have like a set place we were gonna go. We just knew we wanted to start. Yeah. So how much were you able to save in those three months, roughly? To, to move up here? Yeah. Uh, a couple grand, really. Not not a ton. Maybe like three grand. But at living in your car and doing all that. But yeah, if you... Because I mean, when I, I was, I was kind of in debt from, from moving down to Atlanta in the first place, getting out of college. Got it. Because I had to find a job and the cost of moving down here, where there was just... I, like I didn't plan for that at all, and I, I spent like five to six grand doing that. Yeah. So I was kind of the first, like catching back up from that move. Right, but you were able to catch back up because you made all these sacrifices, and you, uh, if you had lived your regular life those three months, how much would you have saved? Probably nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly. Right. I mean, so had I had I st stuck in my apartment and spent a thousand dollars a month or on rent a month. Who knows? <laughs> okay. And so then what happened because of picking up that second job, it, it caused me to stop spending so much money for a little bit, not doing anything. Right. Because I was working at the bar, I get free food, you know, stuff has kind of worked out in a way for that. This episode is brought to you by US Bank. Recently I went out for tacos and it wasn't even Friday. 
Yes, we have Taco Friday in Norway, not Taco Tuesday. Well, more importantly, I could have earned rewards for every scrumptious bite of those chorizo soft shells. Introducing the US Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points when you go out for dining or order takeout and restaurant delivery, including tacos. Plus, you can earn two times points when you shop for or order your groceries, two times points when you need to fill up or charge up at gas stations and EV charging stations. You're even rewarded with two times points just for your favorite streaming services. Go to usbank.com slash altitude. Go! To learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Win big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash Altitude Go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Some restrictions may apply. This episode of Zero to Travel is presented by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. From muddy jungle paths and snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has the capability to take you to some of the most epic destinations on Earth. We're excited to partner with Nissan because our listeners know we love to celebrate the joy of exploring the world and finding the best off-the-beaten-path destinations to visit. And there's no better vehicle for that than the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys, and it even has the best towing capacity in its class, up to 6,000 pounds, so you can bring the fun with you. But Nissan also knows that it's not just about where you go. In a Pathfinder, the real fun comes from getting there, and that's something we love celebrating here on the Zero to Travel podcast. We believe that life is about finding that joy within the journey itself, and that's why we're thrilled to partner with Nissan to celebrate adventurers everywhere. So thanks again to Nissan for sponsoring this episode of Zero to Travel and for the reminder to chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures and enjoy the ride along the way. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. And I love how you're saying, you know, these choices kind of fed into things you had to do anyway, right? Like you're, you have to get rid of your stuff anyway if you want to go travel for a long time so just by moving to a smaller place you have to get rid of more stuff moving into your car well you have to get rid of more stuff and then you can make money selling it getting a second job well yeah that's less time to spend money so you're getting free food and all i mean it's just kind of like it's like a it's like a snowball effect yeah it kind of it kind of was a little snowball effect and then it was just like i didn't um expect to get rid of so much in a way (laughs) but it's like after being in my car for a couple months and all that stuff was sitting in the storage unit, I was just like, by the time I moved up here, we we would, we had to go back down to Atlanta because I still knew I had the storage unit stuff. And it's like, we ended up throwing away half the stuff and it, or putting, like giving it a bunch of the Salvation Army at that point, keeping what, like maybe three or four boxes, whatever would fit whatever in my car. car yeah. yeah, it became, I didn't expect to get rid of that much, but in the end it was just like, I don't, I don't need it. I'm not going to be using it. <laughs> what are you doing in Asheville now? Are you working? Yeah, I'm a server. I switched to food industry. Okay, so how do you? Go. Yeah, how do you feel now, having gotten rid of all your stuff? And you know, if you think back to where you were, say, at the end of that first year in Atlanta, versus where you yeah. are now, how, how does? How do you think you've changed as a person? I couldn't even. I don't even know how to look at it. <laughs> it's good. I'm a completely different person than I feel. At the same time, there's been a lot of like like thoughts like where I'm just like, man, I miss 
having my apartment. I miss like that that life of having my place and like the direction I was going in, like thinking like, oh yeah, you know, I'm on the path I need to be on. But now it's kind of more up in the air. Like I know I want to be traveling and all that, but it's a lot more. There's so much more that I think about now. But is this gonna work? Is everything gonna be all right? Like when we get back from this trip, and am I gonna be like, oh man, I wish I was in my career still. Like there's so much like that. This trip is supposed to like we're hoping will like let us know. It's, give us some direction I guess right we have like no idea where our minds will be when we get back like what direction we'll want to do if we want to like come back to the same job if we want to continue moving if you want to do like van life next yeah because we've never we've never traveled either like this is our first big travel like internationally and all that and we've both never gotten a chance our families aren't big travelers so we're just like ready to just like get our minds blown by some some, some perspectives <laughs> well it's great that you're sharing some of these fears as well and some of these things that you know missing the apartment a little bit or uh, I mean I think all those things are normal and you can always question your decision especially when you make big changes but it will be interesting to talk to you guys when you're on the road and see how how that's panning out but I mean I think everything that you're saying is stuff that's totally normal and that I've heard before and I felt before in my own personal life so it's it's a different mindset when everything's up in the air and you don't really know where things are going it's, yeah, it was just, you know, and then being in a car, and then that was pretty early on, like, when I moved in my car, we'd only been together for, like, maybe, I don't know, six or seven months at that point, so at the same time, I was like, do I look like an idiot moving in my car, I hope I think I'm a homeless person, <laughs> <laughs> like, like my life was on mind, track, I guess, this, I hope you understand. <laughs> yeah, what did you think? I just thought he showed so much dedication to yeah. want to move up here, I don't know how he, like, made it every day waking up so early and going to sleep so late and then getting up and doing it again it just blew my mind love makes you do crazy things <laughs> yeah right oh my god not a lie <laughs> <laughs> oh how did you guys decide on where you were going to travel and where you headed uh it was um kind of funny because our our original plan like at the first place i found was like oh we could do this like this would be cool with central america and we were looking like el salvador just because the cost was really cheap and be like we were looking for lower cost places to go. But something also that didn't speak English. Wanted like a super culture shock. Yeah, we just wanted to like throw ourselves like into the unknown. Because we didn't want to do Europe at all because everyone does Europe. And that was like everyone's big first is like backpacking Europe. And like, ah, uh, no, we don't. It's expensive and we don't want to go that route. And then so when I looked into Central America and thought oh, that was really cheap. We're like, oh, wow, we could do this, blah, blah, blah. And then that kind of got sidetracked for a little while. And then my brother-in-law, he, uh, I totally like disregarded it until, you know, later on. And he lives in Brazil. He's a math teacher there. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got this extra apartment. You can come anytime, blah, 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 free rent. Uh, how how are the job he works for is him and his girlfriend live down there and they both have to have apartments even though they live together. So there's just an open apartment. So like, wow, we could just go stay down there for free and be in brazil blah 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 so we we're like cool let's do it um but then when i looked at flights uh a flight to brazil was like round round trip was like 1400 1500 one way was like 900 so we're like okay that's pretty expensive to, to fly there and when we were looking at uh like all around just to see what it was in south america peru uh lima peru was like 246 one way so we're like you know, for an extra 
thousand dollars or whatever, we could just travel across the continent because travel is so cheap down there. So that's kind of how that came to happen. So then we started building this whole plan. To, instead of just being in Brazil the whole time, we're just going like, to go across the whole continent. <laughs> nice. So you are flying to Brazil first. No, we're flying to Lima, Peru. Oh, Lima, Peru. Okay, back, back, got it. Back, backing across over to Brazil. How much money do you have saved up, and how long do you plan on traveling? Uh, so we're going to be traveling for about three, three months. months because we're heard two dogs, and then we're, we're our budget's about I'd say yeah, I don't know, three to five thousand each, most yeah. likely. I've been saving for like a while though, and I'm pretty busy at where I am, so I would say I would have like five grand saved. Because, I yeah, like I said, I've been saving for like, I would say over a year. Before I met him, I knew I already wanted to travel. I didn't know how that was going to happen, but I just knew I wanted it. So I've been saving for like two years. Yeah, so she's hard. way more prepared than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I took the drastic jump where she's she's a lot more ready. <laughs> yeah, but you took action when you realized that's what you were going to do. And that was one of the main reasons I wanted you to share your story. Just how quickly you took action and to what extreme you went to to yeah to overall from the savings. time i decided it was going to happen to the time i moved up here was maybe i mean four or five months and then and then once i was up here we set the actual date and bought the tickets which are in january so you know i mean it's it seems like it's been really fast but from the time i actually started really making it happen it's been like nine months now hasn't it? it's march since march it takes some time. I mean, outside of the the stuff you guys talked about, the the worrying, maybe what you're going to do afterwards, and you know if you're making the right decision where your lives are going to go, and and all that type of stuff. What are do you have any other big things that keep you up at night, or what do you mean, like just what? with the trip or with the decision? Any anything that else that you're really worried about? Or are you guys just kind of at peace with it now? Let's roll. Let's go on this adventure. See what happens. Oh, we definitely still have worries. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely do. I mean, most of the time I'm like, we got this, we can crush it, we'll be just fine. And then, of course, sometimes I'm like, we're not 100% sure about everything. I like to have things planned out a little bit more, but I'm putting a lot of trust in like us just being able to rock it out and easily maneuver through there. I'm mostly worried about my dogs, to be honest. I know my roommate's here and she'll take good care of them, but like my dogs are needy. They're like cuddle bugs, so I'm more worried about like. So she's not worried about leaving. <laughs> leaving them because they've never been away from me more than like two one week, really. Yeah, it's like it's like leaving home behind for you know a big period of time and all your like hoping everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> will you keep and this then, yep. place or will you rent it out? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All her family lives right here, so it's like it'd be dumb to let let it go or something like yeah. that. I've always lived in Asheville. I've and I've lived in this house for my entire adulthood so i'm super grounded right here so this is a huge thing for me it's going to be a real test i'm wow. really excited this is going to be really interesting to circle back with you guys and see how it was uh, can we chat again after a few months after your trip uh, if you don't come back for some reason then we're going to have to chat with you when you're in south america but well, like so our thing is too when we go there is like we're just like because we're trying to learn what we can about about the language like with spanish and portuguese both because we're going to be in both languages for a pretty decent amount of time. That's what we're kind of getting nervous about, is like when we hit Bolivia or Chile and Argentina, just getting through those countries comfortably and being able to pull it off and and just figure it out. That's where we're like, oh, man, I hope we can do this. Like, 
Because we have nothing but our backpacks. So you can do it, and you will do it, and you're going to do it. You're doing it right now. You're doing it right now. You're on your way. I'm so stoked for you guys. And uh, yeah, it was just awesome getting getting to chat with you. And I really appreciate you. First of all, reaching out in the first place to just share your story via email. Yeah, man, I thought about it because I, I mean, the, your podcast were what I was listening to at first and gave me a half the inspiration ideas of what we're doing because we're we're gonna do like a vlog and all that and try to make that work. Um, our website's pretty much built at this point, but that's a lot of learning too. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys, if you want to share a link of where people can follow your adventures? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's silly, but it's a, a couple of which is like avocado. So a couple of avocados. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. We're stupid. We're, our whole thing since our dating was like avocado stuff. Um, <laughs> we love avocados. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love avocado? Well, I mean, I guess there's some people that, but avocados. I mean, yeah, what's exactly. not to love? You Green, love. healthy, delicious. Uh, yeah, we're just we're done with it. We just put cod on everything. Like everything's just it's cod official. Cod's <laughs> <laughs> motto. Nice. Well, <laughs> wish you guys the best of luck. Safe travels. Yeah, man. I'm glad and, um, we will we will catch up after the trip. I guess. Yeah. That sound good? <laughs> that way. Unless right. we're lost on it somewhere no one that'd be our problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys. Bye buddy. Bye. Bye. You just heard my first conversation with Tyler and Jordan before their trip. Now we are going to catch up with them several months later after they took their trip. And you're gonna hear how it went. So we're going to do some time traveling now (laughs) and please enjoy the second part of this special episode. Tyler. Hi, Jordan. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it was uh, intense skin in here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's downpouring right now. Where, Where are you guys? So we're we're in Asheville right now. Okay. Yeah, we're at home. We're at a coffee shop. Yeah, I see some. Well, nice when we left, coffee we shop up. artwork back there. Yeah, kind of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of our favorite spots. Awesome. When we left to come out, and then it just like started downpouring like super bad. So like, we couldn't get anywhere because we we're just getting like dumped on. <laughs> right. No worries. We got some catching up to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, we do. <laughs> definitely have some catching up to do. And uh, since you guys are back in Asheville, Jordan, this is one of your favorite coffee shops, you said? Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering there's some serendipity here because a lot of the paintings behind you are dogs. And one of the things you said before you guys left is you were worried about your dogs. So I wanted dogs. to make sure the dogs were okay first. <laughs> yeah, they, they're doing so good. <laughs> they survived without you for three months. Yes, I had lots of nightmares that they forgot who I was, though. Like, my boy literally turned into a robot and didn't know who I was. And it was terrifying. Really? Oh, my gosh. I think that wanted me to come home the most. Yeah, like, honestly, like, there's, like, the most things she said when we were gone was, like, I miss hydro or I'm tired or something. (laughs) Something weird like that. (laughs) Well, you made it back safely, and which is always great. And also, your dogs are okay. So the pet owners that are worried about leaving their pets behind... They're not going to forget you, right? Is that a... That's true. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Because that could That's be like never left. <laughs> right. So last time we talked, it was just before your trip. 
and then you left about seven months ago from the time of recording now. So I'm guessing, I guess, from the timelines, you've been home for a little over three months. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Okay. There. How did it go? Was it worth it? Was it worth all the effort? <laughs> yeah. It's like, because we did like videos and all that too when we were there. So we took a bunch of video and we did like a YouTube. So like we were randomly like look back on that and then just go through a binge watch of the videos and be like, oh my God. I can't believe yeah. you did all that. <laughs> Like, where were we compared to like sitting in a coffee shop here where like before we couldn't even go to a shop and know how to order food. And we're just like, it's so foreign now. It's crazy. I I just want to be back. (laughs) Back in South America. Yeah. How did the trip unfold for you guys? Uh, Amazing. So we started in Peru and then we kind of had a handhold through Peru because we were, uh, we took a, what was that called? Peru hop. Peru hop. There's a bus down there. That's like a hop on hop off bus through Peru and Peru's really set up for tourism really well. So it's really easy to go through a lot of tours. You can get on and do all that. And Cusco has got all kinds of things. And then once we came out of that, we were like on our own from there on booking our buses on our own and just winging it from there. So we kind of like learned a lot out of Peru once we came out of like the Andes and all that and went through Bolivia, Argentina. We planned a whole trip in Uruguay and just rented a car, rode up the coast and all that. And then uh, went to Brazil after that, met Argentinians, car hopped with them down to go surf and all that. It was really cool. Like So just like we just learned as we went. At first, it was like shell shock when we got to Lima, Peru. We like were in this new city, got there at midnight in the middle of this like crazy, you know, south american city and we were just lost couldn't speak the language at all and we were, <laughs> we were like oh no yeah my ears closed up on the flight so oh, when yeah. we landed i literally could not hear anything i thought my eardrums were about to like explode and i was like i can't hear anything all i hear is like spanish jibber jabber i don't know where i am yeah we were like it was a wild, we didn't like, know the currency anything we we're just like ah oh. we thought our hostel would be easy because they're supposed to be right next to a hilton but Hiltons don't look the same in South America. We couldn't find a sign anywhere. And we're like, I don't know where we're at. Let's just walk. Let's hope we don't get killed. (laughs) But it was fine. Everything was fine. Like, it was perfect. Okay, so first getting to Lima, and there's always that rush when you land in a new place, particularly if you haven't gone traveling like this before. But obviously, you get adjusted. You get acclimated. Sounds like you guys were nervous, but you got through it. I mean, you're really testing your comfort zones right away. Right? All those three days were insane. Like yeah. I can't even believe it was a it was a transition period from going like travel mindset. I mean, like we got there, drank, party, first times in hostels, so we didn't like we just like did our typical balls to the wall thing, and then after three days, we're like, okay, this is not sustainable. Like, <laughs> and we broke away from that mentality just because we were like in the city. I don't have you been to Lima? Uh, just for a night, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's it's a city. <laughs> but it's like when we got there, everybody else that was in the hostel were also just arriving to South America. Yeah. So we all kind of had the same mindset. We're all like, oh, my gosh, we're in this big new city. Let's all go out together and just, like, drink down. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was a like, party at yeah. first. That was a huge transition to get away from that typical mindset that we're all, like, here at home, like, go out party. And it, But, yeah. So <laughs> then you guys had some sort of organized type thing it sounded like maybe like more of an organized tour and do you do you recommend that i mean I know it's not for everybody but at the same time like getting your feet wet new continent wholly new travel experience looking back are you guys glad you did that was that a good thing for sure extremely glad we did that they helped us so yeah. much along the we way, missed like our we started. missed the first bus and we thought we were screwed like we like that they couldn't have been better to have that right in the beginning just to help us 
get used to the buses, get used to the flow of things and how it works down there. And then the guides that are on those buses all speak English. Uh, so they kind of help you along the way for the first couple, like first three weeks that we were there. And then once we were on our own, we were kind of like, I felt a lot more confident in us to get things done. Yeah. How did the budget hold up? Because I know you guys were budgeting around three to five K. I know Jordan, you had a little bit more saved up because you've been working for a while. And Tyler, we talked about how he did his thing living in the car and all that. Um, yeah. How did everything hold up with the budget? Um, Budget-wise, we did six grand in three months, yeah. so about three thousand each, so a thousand a month. Yeah, so we we stayed pretty good to it, and then like as we were there, we realized how much cheaper we could have traveled if we had known about it with like work trading hostels and stuff like that. And we met so many people who were staying at hostels for free by just volunteering at the bar or cleaning and stuff like that. And going about it differently, we could, I mean, we could save so much money at the time, but we, we, we stayed pretty big budgeted. We did everything we wanted to do for the most part. We went on a lot of tours that we wanted to do. But we also made up out too much at first as yeah. well. When we first got there in Lima, we were just like going out and trying all the different foods instead of like, you know, that was big, pacing yeah. ourselves and cooking here and there. Yeah. So we really, could have been that way yeah. as well. But that budget never felt too constraining? Not really. I don't think so. We kind of were pretty, I feel like we spent, we were pretty spendy, like pretty lenient with our spending. Yeah. And I would get in the mode where I'm like, let's just get a hotel. I'm so tired. I want to do that. And we never did that either. Yeah. We always like, well, we, we figured out. Yeah, we figured out that getting a private room in the hostel is just as good as a hotel. So, Right. What were some of the highlights for you guys? And we can talk about destinations. You guys mentioned some you went to, but maybe also more interactions or cultural experiences or things of that nature. I would say that alone was yeah. my highlight. Yeah. It's like meeting people along the way and experiencing people and hearing about their lives and how they got here and where they're going. It, like the big thing was, is like the lack of Americans we met. We only met one American our entire time we were down there. And just like seeing the, the, the idea of travel from other cultures, like Germans, for instance, like, you know, when they turn 18, they take a year off and go travel. That's standard, apparently. And we're like, at 18, I wasn't even thinking about travel. It's not in our society like that for the most part. So, and their parents support that so much, yeah. which also blew my mind because our parents were like, no, are you sure you're really going to go do this? Yeah. So just the thought that they have this money saved up to go travel instead of to go to college was incredible. Immediately, yeah. Where they take time and actually like expand their horizons to travel and all that. Where we didn't start thinking about it until we're like, you know, 22, 23, way beyond that, already in debt in college. Like, but it was just the, I mean, I, my highlight for sure though was meeting people that were traveling and like in the most free state of their minds and having like not stressing about work, not stressing about other problems. They're living in the moment traveling and like you're meeting people at their best selves. And I just like, that stuck so much. Yeah. Yeah. That can be true. I mean, when you think about if you're away from all those sort of regular stresses of life, you could say that could be a version of their best self, I guess, depending on the day you, you meet or you cross paths or whatever, but destination wise from all the places you guys went, what really stood out to you? Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Brazil and Argentina were mine. Yeah. yeah. Which parts? Ilagranji was the best. The island. Yeah. So we uh, we came so in the, to Brazil. We came in from the south side right under right where Uruguay meets it. And then we went in, went up the coast kind of in uh, uh, the Guasu Falls and all that. So we stayed kind of in the southern half of it. But everywhere we went was just like people were amazing. Um, the, the scenery was amazing. Uh, we stood up on our first wave there. Um, I don't know. It's every, all of our stuff from Brazil stuck. And then my, my brother lives in Brazil, in Sao Paulo. 
So we got to meet up with them eventually and get get this, get some family time in after being gone for so long. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and we got there doing carnival too. I, consequently, like when we were in Brazil, that's when we got I got my phone pickpocketed. She got her whole bag stolen at one point. So the the worst of things happened there. But we never felt in danger or anything. It's just like some bad luck that happened eventually there yeah, at the end of the trip. I think it's because we were just so comfortable. Or for me personally, I didn't put my day pack in a locker. I just left it underneath my bed. And there was like an older lady there. I don't know. I could be wrong. So there was an older, older lady there that lived there. And she was just like was talking about money and us being Americans. blah da 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 yeah. And we were just like out in the living space hanging out with everyone and I think she went and snagged it and thought we, she had something good because she knew we were American. It was just yeah, we just got a little relaxed at the end when we were in Brazil and but in the end didn't matter. It's just Yeah, one she didn't get my passport, you know, she just like my notebook and a pashmina and my glasses, like just my little day pack stuff. So I had a day pack stolen in Argentina, so it, you guys aren't alone there. <laughs> well, we got lucky because all of our passports, wallets, everything were in my bag sitting right next to it. And she must, she just took the wrong bag and we got really lucky. <laughs> yeah, I was comfortable as well. I was at almost always if I set my day pack down and I'm somewhere, I'll like loop it around my leg. I'll just put my leg through the straps because it's an easy thing to do. And I set it down. I was at an internet cafe. I don't even know if they have those anymore. And uh, I just set it down next to me. I didn't loop it through. And the person across from me cr- crawled under somebody crawled under and slid it away I never even noticed and I lost a like a month's worth of pictures I think and you know sunglasses and this that and the other but right, it, right. Uh, we were told to be careful there too and we were just so so like blissed out to be in Brazil finally and the city and having fun and my phone was what I was taking all our video with so we lost all our Brazil footage um I mean these th- you know can't let that keep you home right and i mean i've been i've been home i was uh, living in boulder colorado i set my uh, camera down at a bar and somebody took it so there you go exactly it can happen yeah. anywhere. It can happen anywhere absolutely would you love to have an incredible cup of coffee every day i've tried it all i've done the pour over i've done the french press but i tasted an aeropress coffee many years ago and immediately i was sold i had to get one aeropress is a patented three-in-one brew technology. This combines the flavor benefits of espresso, pour-over, and French press all into one compact portable device built for travel or home. I love things you can use in both places. This device has over 55,000 five-star reviews in over 60 countries. AeroPress is the best-reviewed coffee press on the planet. I've owned one for so many years, I don't even remember how long it's been. And they are under 50 bucks So they also make an exceptional gift, thoughtful, proven, tasty, and travel-oriented. Who wouldn't love that? Now, you get 20% off just for being a listener of this show at aeropress.com slash zero to travel. That's aeropress, A-E-R-O-P-R-E-S-S dot com slash zero to travel. That will save you 20% on checkout. Thanks to Aeropress for supporting today's show. Hey, it's Jason here. Did you know you are invited to join the first ever Zero to Travel community trip? Yes, we're planning a trip together. We're headed to Morocco November 30th through December 9th. And you can get all the details at zerototravel.com slash trip. It's open for booking now. We have 13 spots left at the time of this recording. And you have until the end of March to book. So if you're interested in traveling with an amazing community, this community, a small group of people, on an incredible journey through Morocco together with me, 
Sign up over there at zerototravel.com slash trip to get all the details. Thanks for listening and hope to see you there. Ia Grange, did you do the hike to the beach? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's we pretty sweet, huh? Our Paris favorite Peak. hike. Paris Peak was incredible. We woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning to hike up to the top of the mountain. And we made it like 30 minutes after sunrise, and it was incredible. Yeah, if anyone ever goes there to Ia Grande in Brazil, it's right south of Rio. It's really easy to go to. There's a giant peak that sticks out. It looks like a big parrot's peak or a lion head kind of, and you can hike it in the morning. And when we did it, there's like some island dogs that followed us all the way up. So it's pitch black, and these two dogs followed us all the way. Our favorite thing, too, was dogs. Dogs in South America are everywhere, and they just follow you around, and they're awesome. <laughs> All of them with me. Yeah. <laughs> now that you guys have had, because you had the, the trip and then talking to you the week after, I mean, you're so high from it probably. Or that's a weird transition time. But now you've been back for a few months. So I think it's a good time to ask this question. How do you think this experience has changed you either mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, whatever? I think it's like from being down there, I like taking a lot of things for granted when we left. Um, like just being around your family and having people around and seeing your friends and stuff like that. And and like feeling like you're stuck somewhere and just want to be like, I want to get out. I want to go travel, blah, blah, blah. But when we were gone, we realized there's a lot of stuff that we missed in, in like a, a lot of stuff, like having just water and stuff like that. We took for gen, like for granted and everything. And ranch and sausage. <laughs> and peanut butter, all, all of our weird things that we like. But I don't know. It was, it was really like seeing the culture of travel from all the people we met on our way. It just like inspires me to want to be able to do it more, more sustainably. Yeah. It's just like, I, I don't know, after that, I don't have like this drive to want to go on a one week vacation somewhere at a resort. Like that's, my idea is like, I want to go somewhere for a month at least, like and really get ingrained again. Like it was really cool just not being your typical vacation. <laughs> Yeah, I took away that um, you should really like slow down. You don't yeah, always have to be in like the American yeah, yeah. mindset to go, 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 make money, like one up, one up, one up. You can just like sit back, relax, enjoy the view, take it in, and just slow down. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice waking up without a plan and just being like, all right, what do we want to do today? Let's go check something cool out in the city. And like, that's not something we do here, and maybe we should try that more. Like, where we, we do the most simple stuff, like go find this little restaurant somewhere on the GPS. And like, cause we didn't have Wi-Fi or service, like cell phone service down there. So we're always out like stopping in places, getting Wi-Fi. And it was really cool. It was like a good experience that way. Whereas here, we're always like beeline into one place. So yeah, yeah I mean, so it sounds like, yeah, the appreciation of home is always a nice thing or being able to see it from afar with like a new sort of perspective. Um, but also like you mentioned, Jordan, just being out of your culture and understanding that certain aspects I think of any culture can be a negative influence or can be negative on an individual. Like you said, if you're, if you feel that in America, it's always go, go, go. And you, you don't have to get caught up in that, but if you're in the culture and sometimes you do, then it can become a negative thing. I'm not saying that it's like everybody's sort of mindset on a day to day basis, but I do think getting out of that for a period of time does at least create an awareness around that perhaps. True. Yeah, that's how I feel. It was really hard transitioning back right when we got back, too. It took us like a month to try to get back in the swing and work and all that. Because we just got back and we were just like on this like travel high where we didn't know how to like integrate regularly, regular everyday life again. <laughs> yeah, did you have a bit of reverse culture shock? 
I don't know. I didn't really have a reverse culture shock from, but I had like a shock in the sense of like after being so free and you know traveling and doing this stuff, like to come back and be like, all right, I need to go to work yeah. for eight hours a day again. That right. was that was really hard instead to take, of man. just like riding a bus yeah. for eight hours a day. And it's just like car rides for me, especially like somewhere that we would be like, oh, we don't want to go there. It's two hours away. But now I'm like, two hours away is nothing. Yeah, we're taking <laughs> bus rides in Brazil or out in South America. It's funny so how now, your world, yeah, your world shrinks like when you're home. I feel it will shrink again. I feel like it just does. You know, it's just like, yeah. oh, I don't want to go like four subway stops. I only want to go two subway yeah. stops. <laughs> it's like, meanwhile, you'll sit on a bus for like 14 hours, <laughs> rattling yeah. through the high well, desert, like whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Our longest one was a uh, a 24 hour one but that one really smooth but there's one bus ride we took where she slept really good the night before and then we had to get on this bus and we had the whole bottom of it like the the comma section to ourselves and she was like super energetic and like just high on energy and she's like jumping around in the bus like playing on all the seats i'm like what is what are you doing did she know just sleeps in the bus while i was doing like video like editing and stuff and here she's like like hanging from the seats going nuts in the spot. <laughs> Thank you. There's no one on yeah, the bus. Yeah, no one on the bus with us, but <laughs> treat it as your playground when you can, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, one of the big stresses I think and you guys talked about it too in in the other episode we recorded, which I love doing these cuz you really get the true before and after kind of vibe, but was the a bit of the stress around what are we going to do when we come back? And I think this is a common thing that you know people have particularly when you know giving up your jobs or you're like, you guys kept a home base and things like that. So you weren't giving up your home and everything, but there's still this element of having, unless you're running a business on the road that you already have, or, you know, you're going to teach English abroad or something like that. And you have some kind of job plan. And even then there is maybe not with the business example, but there is sort of an after, like I'm going to come home and at some point I'm going to have to like start doing something else. What am I going to do? Did any of that weigh on you when you were gone? How did you guys figure it out when you came back? What kind of advice do you have? All that good stuff. Big time, yeah. Yeah, for me, when I was gone, I would think about how fortunate I am to work where I work and have options like I do. So I definitely kind of missed work in a way, even though when I left, I was like, I'm not coming back to this. I'm not going to serve again. But then when I was gone, I was like, man, my job's cool. It's just pizza and beer and dogs. And I love all my like girlfriends that I work with. So I appreciated it even more. So coming back and getting into it, I was excited about. But now I'm already to that point again. I'm like, oh gosh, how much longer do I really want to be slinging pizza and beer? I I came back with the mentality that I had to find a way to work so we could keep traveling. Because our goal is to be able to, when winter hits, because Asheville is really cool in the summer. It's a beautiful place to be at. And there's a lot of tourism that comes in. So it's it's really a cool place to be. probably kind of like Boulder is during its times. But uh, I came back was like, okay, I got to know how we can work over the summer, make money, and then so we can leave for the winters again and not go broke doing it every time. And when I came, like, because the city we live in, I'm actually, we're in the process of starting a business here right now. It's a, it's a moped tour business around town. So we're doing tour guides on mopeds. Really? Yeah, we're, uh, we're like two weeks from starting right now. So really? that hopefully will be the big thing. Yeah, I came back. We figured out that, like, I have... I love we, when we had tour guides and stuff. I like loved them and it, just like doing the vlogs on the way and teaching people about stuff seemed like a fun thing to do. So we're trying to integrate some stuff we learned on the way and make it happen. Yeah, we learned that about Tyler. Like when he gathers information, he wants to tell everyone that he <laughs> learns. Like 
in like detail, person by person. Look at this, look at this. <laughs> yeah, like you should do this, go here, this is how you get here. I'm like, you need to like share your stories with everybody. You need to be a tour guide. Like he's so enthusiastic as well. It'd be a great thing for him to continue to do. So that's why this moped thing came about. Hmm. And you're purchasing mopeds and everything? Or right, yeah, we got them. Wow. We got, yeah, we got we got all those. It's all set. Starts starts in like two weeks. Just got the booking software put together. What's so it called? Shaka Street Tour is Shaka sign. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good luck, yeah, man. Good That's fun. great. So you kind of figured out something you were passionate about on this trip that you yeah, were passionate exactly. enough about to start a business around? Yeah, the whole time we were there, it was like, it was kind of like trying to find a passion. Like the reason we went is because we wanted to like learn more about what we care about or like try to just learn more about ourselves so we could move forward in life without just being like, I just want to travel. That's all I want to do. Just get me out of here so I can travel. <laughs> so I think we learned a little bit about that, at least some passion. And uh, the, hopefully this moped tour thing would be really cool to do for now at least. You know, if it leads to anything else, we don't know. But it's a start on the track to being able to travel more often and travel how we want. In a way. Pretty impressive, man. I mean, also, you're putting yourself, you said one of the things that you loved was being around and meeting other travelers. Now you're putting yourself in that situation with your daily life. I talked about this with my buddy who runs food tours because it's, you know, if you go from like working in an office, if you're in a place where like everybody around you doesn't, almost everybody doesn't want to be there on some level or like a lot of people don't want to be there and there's this energy versus like you showing up to work and there's a bunch of people giving you money happily saying, hey, take me around. Like I'm excited to be here. It's a totally different daily dynamic in your work. Yeah. Which I think is the cool thing about working in tourism, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing is like, so working in the restaurants, most people are really happy to be in the restaurants, but it's kind of the same daily grind here is when you're, you know, you're serving food. It's a lot of the same conversations and stuff. So that's why I'm excited for people to come in and do something different here than just drink and eat because that's what Asheville's big for. So it'd be nice showing off the beauty of the city and like the nature around and all that in a different way. And you've written up the tours and figured it all out and everything? Oh, yeah. It's all all planned out. We're, We're about to start. We're really close. Jordan, are you going to be guiding any trips? Or I'm trying to get her to. <laughs> I just want to be there and ride around in the back. <laughs> when we did our test run the other day, we saw some bears. Yeah. Oh, wow. A little baby bear across the road. And I was like, oh, cool. And I like stopped because it was so close. And I looked to my left and there's like a mama bear on her hind legs. I'm like, oh my God, I'm totally exposed right now. Go, go, go. Yeah, we're, we're 10 feet away on mopeds, which are not going to outrun a bear. <laughs> Tyler, because we kind of started this conversation through your email and thinking about you were like living in Atlanta, working the regular job to like living in the car, taking the second job and all like from Atlanta to like now. Is that it's not two different people, but it's it's a lifetime ago when I was working in like the office health insurance. I mean, I I had my short hair, professional button up look, and then we travel a group let everything grow back out, got back. I feel like I got back to myself away because when I, I went from college to going to a corporate job and I feel like I just lost a part of me on, on that transition. And that's when, uh, you know, moving into the car, moving into the, and living out of my car is more me than me working in a corporate office from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day. <laughs> so the whole car thing was like a catalyst to make it all happen. And your show too, honestly, that's what really started when I found Zero to Travel and so I listened to that and I'd listen to that all day long at work and then just be like, yeah, you, and then I'd make her listen, be like, listen to this girl's story, blah, blah, blah. Sorry he made you listen, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. 
<laughs> no, that's like, great, man. It resonates so hard, and I'd be sitting there at the desk like, man, this is some – I got – like, they're doing it. Why can't I? I have to do this. There's no reason I can't pull this off. I appreciate that, and that's – I mean, that's the whole point of this community and the show and everything, and uh, you guys certainly exemplify everything that this show is about by, you know – not only you know listening and like figuring it out that way, but then taking the information and actually doing something with it, taking action, taking the steps over time, uh, and not too long of a time. And now, like you guys are, yeah. I mean, you never know what kind of new path travel is going to put you on. It sounds like um, you're back at home, but things are different in a way, and probably with you guys too. I mean, how was it traveling as a couple and everything? You guys must have amazing. Bond- I think bonded yeah, I don't- pretty heavily. Yeah, we did really well. Yeah, I mean, at the end of it, we're like, we're like, the first time we actually had to spend time apart when we came home, we're like, wow, we have literally been next to each other for three months straight, all day, every day, and this would be like the first time we're gone from each other for a day, like when we first came back. Yeah. Uh, but no, we did great. Like, we didn't have any problems. No, only that. when I got really hungry, I would snap. Everybody gets a little hangry sometimes. Yeah. When we first got <laughs> there, like she got like a little bit. I feel like of like travel sickness slash cold. Oh yeah, so she was really she was rough with the elevation when we were in Cusco and all that. Yeah. So she was feeling pretty down there. But maybe a bit of nerves sick. too, kind of yeah. like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think when we first landed was the only time our nerves were real high. Where we were like, okay, are we screwed right now? Did we totally mess everything up? Or <laughs> like, are we gonna die? <laughs> And then from there on out, though, it was like nothing really ever seemed too bad. Like, I never felt in danger at any point. I never felt too overwhelmed by anything. I don't don't think she did either. And do you have a next adventure you're thinking about already? There's so many places. Yeah, we want to go to, yeah. I can't even, even, like, narrow down one. Well, I mean, what does a trip like this do for the confidence level and going on a trip like this again, you know? I I think huge, but at the same time, in a way, I'm like, all right, we, we understand like South America. We, I feel like we could easily go to South America again and pull that out. But I want to no. see more Brazil. Yeah, yeah, and see more Brazil. But we're like, our mindsets are like, do we want to do like some Southeast Asia stuff, Belize? Like, and then that, that to me, like thinking about that seems like a whole new culture and endeavor again and just feel like a whole brand new, a brand new things. But as, it doesn't seem as like distant, so impossible. It's like yeah, it's very like, possible this, to make happen. We can do anything new, you know? Right. Yeah, that's that's huge, Jordan. Like what you just said is kind of that's a that's a life changing type of thing, right? Because now it really is open, not just theoretically, but it's kinda the the reality of that is open to you. Once you open that gate, it's you can't shut it. Yeah. We met so many people on the way that live in all these other areas that travel that we're like, Oh, we could just go see them too and make make that a point of reference on somewhere mm-hmm. in an adventure. Well, congratulations guys. Welcome yeah. <laughs> back home and welcome back to your dogs. And uh, it's so fun that we got to do this over, you know, I love these episodes because it's over such a long amount of time. We got to see the before and after and also um, just the fact that you guys reached out and have been a part of this community and everything. I really like featuring people that um, are in the community that are doing cool things. So uh, if you're listening, you haven't reached out, please do. Tyler and Jordan want to thank you guys. I'm sure you got some good avocados down there too, right? You yeah, so many, so we many avocados. We can do it. Well, you're going to have to go on some avocado theme podcast. This isn't that one. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, thank you guys so much. And yeah, let's keep in touch. Let me know how the, the business goes. Yeah, man. If you want to okay. go to it, it's, uh, it's Shaka Street Tours. 
Shaka.com. Cool. S-H-A-K-A. Awesome. And I do want to get down to Asheville. So I yeah, dude, you, you got to come to Asheville. Yeah. <laughs> come kick it. All right. You got a, you got a couch there for me? I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as you like dogs, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> I like dogs. So <laughs> Cool. All right. We'll chat with you guys soon. Thanks. All right, man. It's been Bye. a pleasure. There you have it. I want to thank Tyler and Jordan for stopping by to share their story. Wow. It's always... I know how huge travel can be for people, but when you put it together like that in one show and you can really see how even just one extended trip can change your life in so many ways or open your eyes to certain things. So there you go. These episodes are such a joy. I hope you enjoyed it. I said joy and enjoyed in the same sentence. So must be time for another cup of coffee. Uh, If you ever want to get in touch, by the way, Send me an email, jason at zerototravel.com. I read them all. I love reading them. I love to see the reviews when they come in and the emails and to hear your story and to just learn a little bit more about you. So I invite you to connect. You can always sign up at zerototravel.com. Join our community newsletter. I've got a shout out to one of you coming up in just a moment. Then we're going to talk radical life change as you heard some of the things that Tyler did to make travel happen for him. Let's discuss this whole radical life change thing. I mean, you heard what Tyler did to make travel happen for himself. And maybe his story resonated with you. Maybe you're not ready to move in your car or take on multiple jobs. But if you've been trying to figure out a way to make that either first trip or next trip happen and you feel kind of stuck in some ways, whether it's financially or a situation or whatever, it might be a good lens through which to start thinking maybe thinking bigger. What can I radically change in my life to help make travel happen for me? Maybe that's a question you could ask yourself and ponder over the, the course of the next hours or days. What is What are, I should say, some radical changes I could make to my life that could make my either first or next trip a reality for me or whatever it is, your dream lifestyle, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish over the next year or two. You might be surprised at the answers you come back with just by asking yourself that simple question. You know, for Tyler, he took some drastic measures by moving into his car and everything like that. But everybody has their own version of that and what radical change means to them. Again, not everybody can go to that extreme, but maybe there's a radical extreme for you. And that's enough to push you through and help you accomplish whatever the next thing is you want to accomplish, or I'm not sure if accomplish is the right word, but maybe help you get to where you want to go more quickly because you're making a big change to make it happen. So just some food for thought there. I wanted to highlight that because I really found that aspect of his story uh, motivating and just remembering for myself that, hey, if I ever want something completely different, It might take a radical change to get there, and I need to be open to that, right? And I imagine that the same goes for you. So good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks for listening. Uh, Before I go, also I want to give a shout out to somebody in the community, and I hope I'm pronouncing this name correctly, Ilika wrote me an email, says, Hello, my name is Elika, and I'm from a small town of about 2,000 people in Kansas. Last year, I discovered the Zero Travel Podcast, and it changed my life. 
Thank you. As I prepared to start college, I had pretty much given up all my dreams of travel. The people around me convinced me that travel wasn't possible for me. Everyone told me I had college and money to worry about before I could travel, so I'd pretty much given up all my travel dreams. When I first discovered your podcast, I listened because I loved hearing the different travel stories featured on your show, but before I knew it, I had that travel itch that I had lost years earlier. After listening to your show, I learned that I could still travel even though I was starting college and would have student loans. Your podcast helped me find ways to save money on travel so I could afford college. Fast forward about a year to today, and I'm writing you this email from Dortmund, Germany. She goes on to say, your podcast reignited my passion for travel and pushed me to take a risk and study abroad. I gathered lots of great travel tips from your show while I prepared for six months abroad. Unfortunately, Corona ruined my planned trips around Germany and to Portugal, Spain, and several other countries. After my plans got ruined, I found myself in a bad headspace on a whim. I just started to start listening to the podcast again. They've helped boost my spirits, giving me hope that I will travel again and make the most out of my trip. It's also kept me good company as I'm living alone in my apartment. Love your show so much. Been being through difficult moments. Thank you. I hope you're doing well through this mess. Uh, I am doing well. Uh, I wanted to say thank you so much for the kind words. I'm glad that the show has helped. I mean, this is a community powered show, as you all know, and um, it's emails like this that keep it going when I know uh, just getting this show out there is helping people travel and, and, and maybe lifting your spirits during other times, then, hey, that's, uh, that's, that's, my, that's fuel for my fire, I guess. That's the thing that has had me publishing this show for now seven years not looking to stop anytime soon. So uh, it's really encouraging to hear these words. Thank you so much. Thanks for being a part of the community, Elika, and hope you're doing well down there in Germany or wherever you are right now. And my friends, I want to thank you. Yes, you listening to the show. You have a lot of things you could be doing today, but you're here hanging out with me and the rest of uh, everybody here in the Zero to Travel community around the world. So thank you very much for being a part of this community. I am going to reach into my little quote drawer where I keep these sort of random quotes and see what I pull out here. This one is a Chinese proverb. I love this. (laughs) I'll leave you with this. You can't buy an inch of time with an inch of gold. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Cheers. This podcast has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com. Ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality. 